A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports. That's where you go to wager on all the NFL action, NBA, NHL, whatever you want. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose, in the Superbook Sports app. TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out, a better way to work out for any level of fitness. Your first workout is free at TrueMavFitness.com. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best car buying experience possible with their non-commissioned sales staff. They'll get you hooked up with a 2023 model year Ford at TwoRiversFord.com. And the Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. That's Gary Ashton at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So, looking around at what the Titans and the Colts kind of project to be right now between these two teams. They're both now over 500. We talked about that stat or that fact from Jared Stillman the other day. The idea that the Titans and the Colts are the only matchup between two teams with a winning record this weekend. A lot of bad football, a lot of bad football teams through the first six weeks, let's call it. So as we look around at you know what the Titans will look like not that far removed from playing the Colts the first time at Lucas Oil, winning in dramatic fashion the way that they did and doing it with consistent pressure on Matt Ryan, well, for those of you who watched the Colts and the Jaguars play in Indianapolis this past weekend, you saw that Matt Ryan wasn't under near the kind of pressure that he was or that he has been in the last couple of weeks. We're going to explain why that's the case tonight. But I would like to start with your Two Rivers Ford take as we get this thing going. What's the biggest difference in the Colts since the last time they played the Tennessee Titans on October the 2nd? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. That's where you go to interact. What is the biggest difference in the Colts as a team since the last time these two teams played. We'll get to that momentarily right after I remind you that the Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford, where you go for a 2023 model year Ford, an Explorer, Expedition, F-150, or Mustang. Two Rivers Ford makes it easy for you. Whether you want to go out to the dealership in Mount Juliet, just seven miles east of Nashville International Airport, or you want to call one of their non-commissioned salespeople on the phone 1-800-900-1000. So simple. Or build your next Ford the way that I built mine at tworiversford.com. Any 2023 model year Ford, they will get you the hookup at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. So custom order your next Ford from Two Rivers Ford. The difference in the Colts versus the Titans since the last time these two teams played. So what we saw from the Colts last time was significant struggles in the first half. The Titans let them come back into it. They continued that trend where they've they struggled. Certainly at that time weren't scoring any points in the second half of NFL games. Just recently against the Commanders is when they scored a touchdown in the second half for the first time since week one. So as you look around at these two teams, what are what are the primary differences? What's out there that could legitimately change the way that this game plays out? Because there's two things that come to mind for me. Uh, seems like they are a little less incompetent on offenses, Derek R. I would say that that is the case. They look like a legitimate drop-back passing game. Now, Matt Ryan is dropping back to pass a lot, and Jonathan Taylor 
was limited in practice today. We'll see if they have him back for this game against Tennessee. So they're they're playing, I think, a little outside of the realm of how they want to play. They want to be able to run the football, but they haven't been able to do it because the offensive line has not just been bad in pass pro, but they haven't been great rushing either. So you look at, at what they did on the offensive line, there's one key change that they made, and it's probably going to be a little bitter, uh, bitter for Titans fans because the guy that they inserted that helped stabilize these things used to play for the Titans. Well, the Colts, the Colts schedule, Greg, I don't know if you've looked at it, but it's so they have one more AFC South game after this. They've already pl- they will have played five by the time we wrap this thing up. It's it's pretty weird this so year. They only have one more for the whole rest of the season. Yeah, it's not until uh, it's not until they I believe their finale is Houston in week 18. Which is the <clears> wow. Play the Jags. Wow. So they they must have some tough games coming up. Uh, yeah, well, they've they've been slugging it out here for a little while. And, you know, even with a, an offense that has struggled, it seems like they they found a little momentum, a little bit of pa- better pass protection, it seems, with an in-game change at left tackle from the rookie Bernard Raymond to a familiar face around here, Dennis Kelly. It seemed like it's Yeah, no, 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 it's interesting. I watched that tape, and and uh, it w- I thought that the Colts' offense, the pass game, of course, Matt Ryan dropped back a ton. And uh, I don't know if we know about uh, Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines yet for this week, but um, uh, I did watch the Colts' over versus the Jaguars' D. And, yeah, the pass protection was better. Kelly played left tackle. They moved Matt Pryor to right guard, which is probably a good move because Pryor is not really a tackle. Um, and they tried Raymond. We saw him on Thursday night against the Broncos. He struggled mightily. Mm-hmm. And then after, I guess, 11 snaps this week, uh, that experiment ended for now. Obviously, it was a fairly high pick. So they'll they'll work. They'll try that again at some point. Um, but I thought uh, their pass game was better. You know, the interesting thing is Matt Ryan through six games is the second most blitz quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And he's been sacked nine times uh, on blitzes, which is the second most in the league behind uh, fields. So, you know, you can blitz him. Um, against the Jaguars, though, he was really, really good versus blitz. Uh, so that's just something to keep in mind as we look ahead to the game against the Titans. Yeah. So Matt Ryan was better against the blitz because the offensive line and the running backs than the tight ends that they helped or they kept in to help chip. They allowed Matt Ryan more time to execute against the blitz. They were better. Now, I saw a comment, and I'm just going to say Skirbler because I don't know how they want me to say the first part of that. Either way, it's on YouTube. If Bud Dupree is fully back, then that should not really change anything, the changes that the Colts have made along the offensive line. Dupree should offset better play from Kelly from us lacking him during the previous previous matchup. So I assume that uh, he's trying to say from Kelly not being in the lineup for the first Titans Colts game. Um, what what is what indication is there that Bud Dupree is fully back, other than that he was limited as a participant at practice today? He played what nine snaps against the Colts the first time around because of this hip injury that's clearly kind of lingering. I don't know how you could look at that and say with any confidence that Bud Dupree, even if he does go through practice and even if he is out there and available, that this hip thing has has cost him considerable time. So the idea that he would just be inserted back into the lineup and have, you know, enough that would it it would change the game for you, I don't think that's a safe assumption to make. So let's operate 
under the assumption as of Wednesday, which is only their first day on the field, maybe he gets out there, he feels fine, he plays the entire game, and he's eaten, right? Like, I, I don't think I don't think it's that deep. G-Man on base with an absolute dagger. Good God. Bud Dupree hasn't been fully back since he's been with the Titans. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is that. I did see his comments today from the locker room about feeling fully healed and explosive. I don't know what the hell else he's supposed to say. He was a limited participant on the injury report. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Maybe none of this matters. It's Wednesday. But still, I'm not until such time as I see him continue to progress, as has not really been the case. I mean, they've been off for a week, which is helpful. But, you know, I mean, me me taking an athlete at their word when they say, oh, I'm totally fine. I'm ready to go. Tua Tonga Veloa plays against the Bills because he's stumbling to the sidelines. He's saying, I'm fine, coach. Put me back in. And they put him back in. So I don't. You know, frankly, I don't really care what athletes have to say about them being fully back and ready when in reality, nobody is fully back and ready no matter how much time you get off in an NFL season. It's just not how that goes. Um, so anyway, looking at looking at the situation. So one, one circumstance that I pointed out there with Greg or that Greg went into is that the change on the offensive line did help them, did help them in a significant way. Now, here's a second thing between the Titans and the Colts that has changed since the last time these two teams played about two weeks ago. I'll explain what that is here in just a second, right after I remind you that the place that you need to go for your next workout is TrueMath Fitness. TrueMath Fitness conveniently located in the Gulch in downtown Nashville. It's a great setup. You can go to TrueMath Fitness. You can get some shopping done. Uh, if you've got a significant other in your life, it's right next to Uncommon James. In fact, it's a pretty it's a pretty popping spot every time I go in there, and it's a great workout every time I go in there. 45-minute classes. They've got boot camp-style classes. They've got personal training if you want a more individualized approach. They've got an open gym concept that will get you, allow you the flexibility to work out how you want to work out while they help you achieve your fitness goals. TrueMath Fitness is a great experience. You'll enjoy it as well, especially when, as a Middle Tennessee resident, you get your first workout free, truemathfitness.com, to find out how. So, looking at the, the differences between the Titans and the Colts since last these two teams played. So, for, the one, for one part, at least for a game, it doesn't mean that it'll look exactly the same um, as it was against the Jags, as it will be against the Titans this coming weekend. But I will say that Jacksonville's defensive front was, you know, it's been one of the most impressive. I know they haven't been as hot as they started out, but I think that Jacksonville up front is a very talented team on defense. Certainly, they've added to that this past year. And I think that when you look at the Jags and how they typically win on defense, it's because they're consistently able to get that pressure with four, except for last week. So there is that, and you kind of look at this and, and say, okay, how they how they continue to progress is is one thing. The second part of this is as they you know as they give Matt Ryan even subpar protection, which is more than he's been getting through the first five games that they played. It allows them to utilize a pretty interesting complement of skill position players. The three wide receivers that they have. It's been a while since all three of them have been healthy and active. And Michael Pittman Jr. The rookie Alex Pierce, Alec, not Alex, but Alec Pierce, who caught the game-winning touchdown, and Paris Campbell, who's been around for a while but hasn't really 
reached his potential. That with Jelani Woods, the rookie tight end, who I know the Titans looked at out of Virginia. Titans looked at a lot of guys, but looked at out of Virginia. This is a pretty, this is a pretty interesting collection of skill position players while they figure things out potentially without Jonathan Taylor. Now, if Jonathan Taylor comes back for this game, you know that they're going to feature him as a big part of the offense, and they're going to try to make it work. Against the Titans, they certainly weren't able to do that. In fact, I think if their focus is on running the football against the Titans, it's not going to be an effective strategy. But they are starting to develop more as an offense in ways that you really didn't even see two weeks ago. Now, again, Matt Ryan is getting battered back there, literally battered. And he's still been under consistent pressure, even as they did change things, I think, for the better in that game against the Jags. But those are the two main differences that I notice at this point. And listen, right now, you know, Ola's on IR. Weaver and Jeff are playing well. Autry is playing well. I'm certain that the time, that the time off helped somebody like Nico, who's been you know, fighting through some stuff and is just generally, he's a, he's a bit of an older player. What you have in Mario Edwards seems to work really nicely along with those other guys. So your pass rush is okay. The question is, what's the status of the secondary? Um, that is a, uh, that's a question that I know a lot of you guys have because of Elijah Molden. Amani um, Hooker being back at practice today is a part of the concussion protocol and they're hopeful that he'll be available. Uh, but as you look at the uh, as you look at the outside corner situation, or rather, you know who's going to play in the slot, and if Roger McCreary plays in the slot, does that mean more Caleb Farley, which hasn't really gone that well? We'll need the next two days to kind of determine that, and so will they as they evaluate who's ready to go. Can Ugo Amadi get back out there on the field? How far away is Elijah Molden? Doesn't sound like he's close to ready. Doesn't let, sound like Racing McMath is close to ready either. Um, obviously, Molden being back with this groin injury that seems to consistently or, you know, seems to be taking a fair amount of time to get right. He, I think that even when he does come back, it's, you know, I think to have their expectations be reasonable for his return, whenever that ends up being, he may not be totally right right out of the gate uh, if it's an injury that's going to, you know, cost him this much time as he continues to heal. But let's talk about a, a couple of numbers on offense that, I, well, I want to see how you guys feel about these uh, on offense because you see, um, you look at a situation and say, um, you look at a situation and say, you know, they're tops in the league when it comes to the red zone. But how often are they getting to the red zone compared to other teams in the league, which I think is an important counterbalance to look at. So we're going to do that here in just a second. Gino says, if the Titans win, their 4-2 and two record will be one of the best in the league, and it will be interesting how much that irritates me. Well, why would it irritate me? Um, now, I, I think, you know, when I tell you guys that sometimes losses are good for business, my business, not their business, not your business, but for my business, I absolutely mean that. But that doesn't mean that I'm not far better off covering a winning team than a losing team. I, I want... I want to be having interesting conversations. I don't want to be talking about the draft by the time I get to November. I I need them to be good enough. And if there's a little disaster sprinkled in every once in a while, then yeah, you know, I'd be lying to you if I said that wasn't good for the primetime show or the radio show. Um, you know, one of one of the highest rated months that we've had on the radio show is after they shit the bed against the Bengals and the nightmare that it resulted from a lot of you. Now, you know, I don't make the rules on that, but people do tend to hate listen and hate read more when there are problems with their team as opposed to when, you know, things go well for their team. 
So I think you, you got to keep that in mind when it comes to what my allegiances are. My allegiances are not to anything but what makes the show do well. Uh, that's kind of how these things go. But as you look at the balance needed on offense, let's talk about that together. In fact, I'll ask you this question tonight. Name one way the Titans can become a more balanced, not balanced, but balanced offense on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about this together right after I remind you um, that the primetime show is made possible, as always, by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. That man right there, that's Gary Ashton. He's the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, who, by the way, uh, one of my uh, producers on the radio show today, uh, producer Robert, said that the, Pred- the Preds have still not won in the United States since the season started. And I couldn't believe that was so. I haven't bothered to fact check it yet. I know they started 2-0 and in Prague um, in the Czech Republic, but I don't know that the Preds have won a game in our country yet. Anyway, Gary's the official real estate agent of them. Maybe they'll be looking for new homes. and Gary Ashton will help them sell their home for more. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the intel edge you need to succeed. The Ashton team will put you in the best possible position. They are the best in the business for a reason, because they will give you all the information on all the best properties and make your life more simple in the process. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, what's one thing that can legitimately make them a better offense? Now, in reality, we know that the answer is more than one thing. They got a couple of different things that they need to work on. Ryan Malone says create explosive plays. And while I do, you know, I do acknowledge that that would be a way to fix it, um, they don't really have the personnel for the kind of explosive plays that, like, even so, a team that Greg and I talked about the Titans today and talked about the Atlanta Falcons. And the Atlanta Falcons are basically running the Tennessee Titans offense as it was under Arthur Smith, except, you know, with a healthier Marcus Mariota, who's playing really well, really well right now. And guess what? I bet you didn't know, as I didn't know until today when I was looking at some numbers, the Atlanta Falcons offense is uh, the Atlanta Falcons offense is the fifth most efficient in football. They are running the ball at a higher rate than a lot of teams other than the Titans. They are uh, continuing to play the style of football that involves Marcus Mariota's uh, running ability, and they are making plays that way. Again, they don't have the game breaker that Derrick Henry is in an offense like that, but they're really, really maximizing their efficiency, and they're not doing it with explosive plays like you'd think they are. Now, the difference here is that I don't think the Atlanta Falcons don't have a good offensive line. I don't think it is better than the Titans, but I don't think it's much better. Um, And you look at what the Atlanta Falcons are doing, and it obviously doesn't involve a drop back passing game. It doesn't involve, you know, 75 yard completions through the air. That's not really who they are or what they do, but they're winning anyway. So while I do agree that it would be beneficial to manufacture explosive plays where they exist, the personnel doesn't really lend itself to that the personnel lends itself to a more you know grinded out style of play where you are taking what the defense gives you whether that's check downs play action passes in the flat you know you occasionally get an explosive play like a what was it to Nick Westbrook Akina against the commanders I think 61 yards if memory serves correctly so like every once in a while those exist but you might get like one of those every two or three games right that's not 
something that they do or necessarily have the personnel to do. Um, Gino says the Falcons' offense is not sustainable and neither is the weak-armed one, Mariota. Well, don't look now, but I believe, what is the Falcons' record right now? Well, the Falcons are 3-3, three and three, so they're not a bad football team. They're not a great football team by any stretch of imagination, but they're a fine football team. And, I mean, they've got the same record as Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl winning Tom Brady, uh, who, you know, will probably figure things out because you never bet against Tom, no matter how old he gets. But, like, Marcus, you can't base your analysis off something that hasn't happened yet. What they are doing now is sustainable. They continue to do it on a week-by-week basis. If Marcus doesn't last the season, how are you going to know that today? Unless, you know, for whatever reason, God forbid, something happened to Marcus Mariota this very second that inhibits his ability to play in the next game for the Falcons. It's just nonsense. Um, you got to look at it that way. So I think the uh, I think that the the thing that pops out to me about the balance of the offense for the Titans is that they have this situation. They have this situation where the they are struggling with conversions by opponents on second down on defense. They are also struggling to sustain drives. They are scoring at a high percentage rate when they get in the red zone, but they are struggling to reach the red zone consistently. Now, here's what I'll say, because you got to remember that they have played one less game than, what, 28 other teams right now because they're one of the first four to have a bye this weekend. So some of these numbers are going to be skewed to look worse than they actually are because obviously as more teams take buys, more teams will miss games or not play games and the numbers will even themselves out. So 28 teams have played in six games, four teams, including the Titans have played in five. Scoring percentage on the drives that teams, like how often a team scores on an offensive drive, it's not necessarily not necessarily the most clear indicator of success, right? Because who's the who is convert who is scoring on the highest percentage of their offensive drives in the league this year? Anybody in the class tell me. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. What's the Las Vegas Raiders record right now? They're one and four. So just because you score on 53.1% of your drives does not mean that you're a good football team. Now, I don't think the Raiders are a one and four bad football team, but it's not been good enough for them to overcome. Now, the Titans right now have run or have had 54 offensive possessions, right? 54 offensive possessions in five games. That's 31st in the league, which would still, even as they have played one less game than 28 other teams, it would still probably put them in the at least lower half of NFL teams for how often they have the football, right? How often they have the ability to score. Because their red zone offense, once they get inside of 20, they're electric. They're damn near automatic. 12 touchdowns in 13 possessions inside of 20 yards. That's 92.3%. It's the best in the league, right? But you got to have more offensive possessions. You have to have you have to limit the amount of three and outs that you have. It's not groundbreaking analysis, but you know what made the difference for the Colts this weekend? The Colts broke through on third down and were finding ways to sustain drives in ways that the offensive line last week really didn't allow them to do. On third down in particular, Greg, the Colts offense, it, it'd be tough to re- repeat the kind of execution that they had against the Jags on third down week over week, but certainly it's as good as they've looked so far through the season. And that third and one call to go for the go-ahead touchdown, I really, really like for Frank Reich. Uh, you're talking about the, the touchdown pass? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, Brian was outstanding on third down. You're 100% right. Um, he was 11 for 14 for 135 and two TDs. Um, Brian was really, really good on third down. The offense was really, really good on third down. And, um, you know, obviously the uh, the 32-yard game-winning touchdown to Pierce, that came versus pressure, and it was third down. Um, so, you know, it, it was a game where we saw their three receivers who were all big, in Pittman, Pierce, and Campbell, all make some plays. And we have now seen Jelani Woods become a pretty important piece to this offense, not only in the red zone, but just as a player who plays. And he's obviously a big factor in the red zone with his size in his hands and caught another red zone touchdown in this past game against the Jaguars on a fade. Um, and you can see the size. I mean, he's a, he's a big dude. So uh, this is an offense that, perhaps could be coming together a little bit and so the Colts are starting to round into form at this point and I think that that's the kind of thing that you're looking more for the Titans now it's just one game for the Colts so maybe it all goes to hell against the Titans this weekend we don't know that but as we look for places where the Titans can improve I do think that you know they would benefit from uh they would benefit from trading uh they would benefit for from trading for a better option somewhere on the left side of the offensive line, whether that's left guard, probably left tackle. Dennis Daly's not been good. Imagine giving up a fifth-round pick for Dennis Daly and it looking the way that it looks right now. It's It was going to be bad either way without Lawan, but it's it's a really tough watch on the left side of that football, uh, on the left side of that uh, of that unit at this point. So as you look at the balance that's needed, the balance needed is simply to just convert more, not just on third down, but to continue to convert on first and second down, to become an offense that operates at a higher rate of efficiency. Of course, this is not groundbreaking analysis, but it's just a simple matter of getting to the red zone more. And at this point, that's something with additional possessions that they're not getting at this at right now that they would very much benefit from. Because I think when you look at, when you look at how often they score, on, and I wrote about this at, at azsports.com, so you can go through these numbers for yourself if you want and tell me what you think about it. They've they've got an average, so they generally start at like the 27-yard line based on field position, right? Which matters. That's 20th in the league. They're not getting a ton of help from their return games that way. They are scoring at a rate that is... Uh, below league average again remember that they've only played five games to most teams six games but still 1.78 points per drive is 19th in the league the Falcons are ninth right on how often how many times per drive they're scoring points their average points per drive at this point think about that the Atlanta Falcons who are th only three and three they are operating a more efficient version of the offense that you kind of want to run with a better equipped passer in Ryan Tannehill, but it's not necessarily working out that way. So I think that I think that all has to be taken into consideration. I don't even think you have to be in the top 10 to be a greater threat to a lot of these teams, but I do think that they need to consistently give themselves more opportunities to have the kind of success in the red zone that they clearly and obviously do. So uh, let's, uh, Ken Caniff says, well, Buck, according to the couch GMs, we need a wide receiver above everything else. Well, of course, that's stupid, um, you know, respectfully to the couch GMs, because you can have all the wide receivers in the world. Matt Stafford has plenty of wide receivers um, 
on his offense. And you know why Matt Stafford and the Rams look terrible? Because they can't keep him upright, and their left tackle just tore his ACL. So, uh, you know, protection matters. Protection, just good offensive line play generally makes so much more of a difference for everything else on the field. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. It all, it all starts. It's why I think the best teams build outwardly that way. And it's why I think that a big reason why the Titans are struggling, because so much of what they do is predicated off an offensive line that can reset the line of scrimmage regularly. And right now, right now, that's not that's not happening um, enough. It's not happening enough. They're three and two. They got a winning record. They've won three straight. They've still got problems, and they know that. We know that. And it's just about how they fix them for any one particular game. So let's uh, move on to producer reads conspiracy theory. I don't know. It's about the Titans. It's about the offensive coordinator. That's about all I can tell you at this point. Um, he was earlier wearing a John Calipari uh, shirt, which I'm going to rip him for. Uh, even though producer Reed is uh, basically a, a, a ray of sunshine around here, which we need because I'm horrendously negative sometimes, and I don't mean to, you know, drag you guys down. But uh, his fandom, his sports fandom, is disgusting, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that. And he'll explain his own cons- conspiracy theory right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is where you go to wager on all the action. Football season, basketball's back, baseball, hockey, all of it. Superbook Sports is where you take the fight to the best odds makers in Vegas. No guys from across the pond setting lines for American sports, just the best team of odds makers at the Superbook on the Strip. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. Terms and conditions, go to Superbook.com. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, we need producer Reed on the screen. We need the explanation of what this conspiracy theory is, because honestly, I don't know what to do with it. Go ahead, Reed. Hello, hello. Good evening to all. I appreciate it, Buck. Uh, I think I have the answer to your question, and we've already talked about it a little bit, on how the Titans can be a more balanced offense, correct? And we even have. said, uh, Ken came in and said earlier that, you know, he was mad because we couldn't get our OC back. That's why he was mad about the Falcons not, you know, failing this year and everything like that. But I have another candidate for OC who is currently not in the NFL, but he was in the NFL. So as I was going through trying to figure out exactly how I wanted to get all this together, this is what I looked like earlier this evening, trying to mm-hmm. come up with my different conspiracy coming up with all the connecting the dots and everything that I needed to prove this point correctly. There's one one coach who was in the NFL from 2014 to 2020. He was fired. He was in the AFC South Mm -hmm. and he can be the next OC for the Tennessee Titans and be the savior of their football team. And that is this man right here, Bill O'Brien. Now, before you write me off, before everybody starts in on the hate, let me just explain. Why this. are you doing this? No, of course not. Not not before anybody yells at you about something. That's not how this works. Why Absolutely. are you? What are you trying to do with Bill O'Brien? They need okay. They need Bill O'Brien because who in the last year in the 2021 college football season who uh, led the Alabama Crimson Tide to the sixth most points in the nation at 39.9 points per game? Bill Bryce O'Brien. Young. No, Bill O'Brien, who has also been using different quarterbacks. But here's the other reason why. 
Alabama is churning out coordinators like nobody else in the college landscape, correct? We can all agree that they normally go on to have their own football teams in the college rank. However, do you know who the last Alabama OC was who went into the NFL to become a coordinator? Sark? No, he did not go into the NFL. Sark is now the head coach at Texas. So in Wait, no, no, no. Did he, did he not? Oh, did he come from the Falcons to Alabama? He did. He came from the okay. Falcons to Alabama, is now the head coach at Texas. They, in 2017, there was an offensive coordinator there at Alabama for one season who then went on to be the Bills offensive coordinator and just now got the head coaching job. And their Giants got his actual debut win over the Titans in comeback fashion in the week one, and that would be Brian Dable of the Giants. So I'm just saying everything. None of this is a justification, Reed. This is a, this is a ridiculous thing. Why do you want Bill O'Brien in Nashville? I'm not saying I want Bill O'Brien. I'm saying it makes the most logical sense when you think that you have Mike Vrabel, who was under Bill O'Brien in the Texans, who has an oh. alpha dog personality to bring in Bill O'Brien to – help whatever with the offense, as we said. I mean, the, the second half offense of the Titans is absolutely atrocious. Hopefully they figure it out. But everybody's calling for Todd Downing's head, so you might as well fill it with another guy you hate in Bill O'Brien. And no, if that's you not how this works. Well, if you are Bill O'Brien and you want to get back into the NFL, this is the perfect opportunity. You come in, you turn the Titans' offensive around, and then guess what? This goes even further, and you're all going to laugh, but I'm telling you right now what happens. 2023, Bill O'Brien, Titans OC. 2024, Commander's head coach, Bill oh, O'Brien. God. It's, it's lined up perfectly. You don't want to be in the AFC. You want to be in the NFC if you're Bill O'Brien. He's got it laid out, the whole plan right there. What are you doing? I, also, I just noticed, did you change your Twitter handle from Besh, please? Oh, absolutely. I'm now it the big It was so much person. better. <laughs> See, you're, you're disappointing exactly me all right. over the place. Thank you, Will Dotson. This is a Mike Frable thing to do. Exactly. No, no. Exactly. No. Bring this in someone he likes and he knows. What are you? This is it's like you're out here trying to uh, trying to Stephen A. Smith me. What are these hot takes that producer Reed has come to the show with? Unbelievable. No, I said back to the shadows. I award <laughs> you no points. And my God have mercy on your soul. Bill O'Brien will not be. The next Titans offensive coordinator. He he called. He brought this up to me specifically tonight, and he said, "I have to make the case." I said, "Okay, I'll see the floor." And we may never do it again. No, I'm just kidding. Producer Reed always making the show possible. That is going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. Thank you as always for spending your time with us tomorrow on the radio show. So we gotta we. So I don't know how this is going to work exactly. But David Long, uh, savior of the Commanders game, is going to be on the show at 11.25. Will Compton is going to be on the radio show at some point. He's coming into the new studio. I don't know if he's going to be there when we're interviewing David. That sounds fun. It also sounds like my nightmare to have to run traffic on that. But either way, we are going to have a former Titans linebacker and a current Titans linebacker hanging around the radio show tomorrow. Talk a lot about the Colts game as well. I'm going to watch the last two and a half minutes of this Grizzlies game that all of a sudden is tied up and that's kind of spicy. Have a great rest of your night. One more primetime show tomorrow. And of course, I'll see you on the radio show starting at 10 a.m. There's Matt all right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM.